We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years and seven months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. We are here on a very special day today, although for you, the listener, this will seem as seamless as it always is. We're doing this on an off day this week because of uh, scheduling conflicts. We're juggling, so, we're juggling yeah, like we said. We, we are. We are juggling. This will be the last week uh, for the remainder of the year. How are you today? Awesome, especially after that prep. That was a rather unique prep, wasn't it? That that was that was very unique. That was uh, that's, that, that's the danger of when you get both of us on. I'm afraid. Yes, that was a that was a rather interesting one. I so for the benefit of the uh, the listener, we just had a um, we just had a very interesting and and profanity filled uh, prep no. session with uh, no, not really with myself and Ned and and Marty, and it was uh, quite something. We were actually we Marty and I were in taking care of some things. We were waiting on Ned, and I said to Marty, I said, hey, you just want to hang around for the uh, uh, the prep? And he said, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? And he did, and it was uh, it was quite fun. We don't get the two of you often together like that, not not quite. I mean, I, you guys haven't done an actual podcast together in quite some time. Perhaps we should change that at some point. Yes, it used to be quite good fun. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. only used to get it when I used to go down, down to see him. Well, that's true. Yeah. Into, and I used to bump in there. You or actually, whatever. yeah, you did pop on a, a time or two when uh, when it was his usual day. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got something here that I'm going to talk to you about. Uh, but I just noticed it. I like surprises. Keep it. You like surprises? Oh, you're going to like this one. This is a good surprise. <laughs> this is a really good surprise. Excellent. Yeah. You're, well, you're gonna um, like this. you need to but say before, something. I do. Yeah. Yes. Before you before you get started there, <laughs> I do have Excellent. to do my usual. It's become compulsory. We did take a big risk when we started all of this, and we are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. Case in point, probably what we're going to talk about today with the conflict that has popped up in the Middle East. I did say for I've been saying for for months now I said Russia's got to get out of Ukraine. Well, guess what? They're out of Ukraine. Now we're over in the Middle East, right? <laughs> All the attention's been taken away. So, if you are interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service and thank you very much to those of you who have subscribed. For those who have not, you get access to that extra spicy prep session that we just did before we started. Benefits include access to our instant messaging platform for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to the behind the scenes prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product that you're hearing now, which I don't think most of that will uh, will make it. I'm pretty it's sure quite, it won't. It's quite obscure, some of it. Yeah, yeah it certainly was. Uh, so if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media, like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can click that and you can come on board with us and you can take advantage of these benefits that we are offering to you. And by doing so, you'll be supporting our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together, we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television and in the newspapers and the talking heads on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month into the events of the day. Now, we are, again, we are doing this on an off day. Uh, but again, this will go out on the usual uh, Saturday for uh, subscribers, and it will go That's out first part of next week. So again, w you know, do apologize for the uh, the time variance, uh, if you will, but we had no other day. So where would you like to start? Where would I like to start? Um, 
Europe? How about Europe? Europe. Okay, that's a good place. Yeah, let's let's start there. Well, the biggest problem we've got with the countries, though, for some reason, loads of countries got elections coming up, haven't they? Loads of them. They certainly all do. coming up. Uh, they so just had elections we're, we're here. St- I think it was yesterday. Uh, in yeah. in certain parts, not it wasn't like national elections or something, but they just so had you, you're getting the usual smear campaigns and yes. everything else coming up. So yeah, because at this we're at a pinnacle point, people that the, that those in power will do anything to stay there, and the people behind them want them to stay there. And the only reason they're there is because those people behind them do. And if they get removed, they'll have a face to replace them. But we have to learn to start taking our decisions and taking our countries into our own hands to some degree. In the Netherlands, the farmers were obviously getting far, far too much media coverage from people like us and other people because they were standing up. Now, there was a member of parliament called Gideon van uh, Miegeren. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's being prosecuted. For what? What did he do? For encouraging farmers to rebel against their government. The charges are... I wouldn't charge him. I would give the man a medal. Yeah. The charges are apparently inciting violence after telling the farmers uh, at a protest that they would be justified to use force against the government if they were forcibly moved upon, as in violence. Yeah, so basically defend yourselves if you need to. You've got so, every right to. So basically, here's what's going to happen. If you're, if, you're the, um, um, if you're that puppet, um, so, that sock puppet president you've got up there, Mr. Mr. Mark Ruta, if you're him and he comes with his gang of cronies there to steal your farm, then you're supposed to just sit there and take it. I see. Okay. And if you fight back, then that makes you a criminal. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it just wanted to make like sure that. I was understanding it correctly. But but I mean, the, the it, then you actually find that they've got another charge. And this one really amused me because the prosecutors decided that he, the, he did an interview with a Belgium YouTube channel called Complete Denkers, <laughs> which amused me. So I had to go and have a look, right? And they reckon it exceeded the limits of freedom of speech. What exceeds? Never heard that one before. <laughs> exceeds the, the that, freedom of speech. That, yeah, that is what the prosecutor has put up against him. He exceeded the freedom, the, the you know, the, the limits of freedom of speech. So that in itself... Okay. Is it, well, it's an eye opener, isn't it? When they can actually openly say that. Well, it's just a matter. Of, we're we're in uncharted waters now, and well, I told you what happened to us with the uh, with some when somebody took a um, uh, a clip of ours. Uh, uh, excuse me, when somebody took a, sh- a show of ours and they oh, put yeah. it up on their YouTube channel, we were banned yeah, in an hour. Them. Yeah, in an hour, <laughs> we were banned. <laughs> but it, it, it's ridiculous. The um, elections are in November. Obviously, good timing to do this. The people of Netherlands need to. Back him. Don't be swayed. Vote him. Get behind him. He is one of your members of parliament. Stay with him. Democracy in your country, as you've worded it in the Netherlands, is it must allow civil disobedience. And that's how it's worded there. Yeah. So you've got the right to defend yourselves. You've got the right to a hell of a lot of things. And you've got to you, you, you've got to get together. The farmers started something. You need to get behind them. You really need to get behind them. You cannot afford to to lose these few MPs. Yeah, um, it's it's like um, Andrew Bridgerton in this country is giving it. He doesn't know where to go. It, it, it's up to the people now. He's trying. He's pushed, and they uh, they took it in. They've been honest with him. You say you're not in the political frame anymore. Doesn't matter what you say, whether it's true or not. And so it is for the people. And he's put that out there. And we're we're running out of warnings because each, each time. Each election is is a, is a closer step to whatever they're achieving. And yeah, you can say one side's as bad as the other. Why should we bother? Vote them out. Just keep voting them out. Just keep getting them out. Just create your own chaos. Yeah, you know, I, I heard an, an interesting, I, I guess, um, uh, an interesting suggestion that was put forth by an American commentator. This individual just said, you know what? If you're an incumbent, meaning if you're one that's in there and you're running for re-election, just vote all of them out. All of the incumbents. See you later. Every one of them. Every last one of them. No exceptions. Goodbye. But if you find an individual, which there will be one, maybe. Yeah, it'd be literally be a handful in, in total, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get behind them. Just really get behind them. And uh, later on, especially in this country, I will... I've got a couple of things to say because at the moment we're doing some, there's some people speaking up with some really bad. It's quite interesting in Europe, in, in actually, uh, there was an MEP um, from Croatia, uh, Mislov Kalo, 
Vasic or something. And uh, is that Miroslav Kalakuzic, the uh, the bald guy? That's him. That's yeah. it. He's from. Um, he's. I want to say he's from Cro- Croatia. He's Croatia. Yeah, he's Croatia. Croat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's now stood up and said it is necessary to declare the following uh, media people, such as CNN, Reuters, Associated Press, Deutsche Welle. And similar media f- fanatics, he calls them. They're not. As ter- I'll go step as terrorist as terrorist yes. organizations. Yeah, I'll go, I was getting ready to say I'll go <laughs> a step further and call them terrorist organizations or foreign yeah, agents. Yeah, I'm serious. Because, and he literally said out there in front of everybody because they are nothing but fake news, propaganda, yes. yep. and hate. Yep, and that's, that's all they all put are. forward. And I went, oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, he's got it's, it. No, yeah. he's right. He's he's he's, he's on the bo- every now and then he stands up and he goes. Bang on the nose. Well done. But are, is there anybody listening? That's the question. That you you will not see anything that is going on in any parliament or government unless you go looking for it. It's available, but you've got to have that need and want to do it. If you can't be asked, you're going. The first thing you're going to see is that slap. You're going to feel that slap in the face, and then it'll be followed by another one they give you, and it'll just pile up, and it'll be you'll you'll be raw by the time your government's finished with you. It won't be very nice. That part we uh, did talk about in prep was that right there. And I, <laughs> I did say, I said that people are, they're not, like, they're just not getting it. You know, they're, they're to the point now where they're, you've got to have a, a realization. You've got to have an understanding as the average person. I'm not talking about, I'm not going to sit here and, and single anybody out. I'm just saying on average here, we've got to come to the realization that, I mean, we're just going to have to grow up and realize what's actually going on here. And people are not willing to do that. I told you, it's like a, it's like a boxing match where you're constantly on the defensive. You got your hands up there blocking every, every hit that's coming into you. They've knocked the will out of people. People, yes. they've, 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 you see, when, you do everything or have everything done for you and then you put your trust in them and you continually put your trust in them and then you can't believe that somebody is saying anything against them and you're in that horrible cycle and they've done it in such a way over such a long period of time that I don't know whether people will stand up. I mean, I don't know how we are seen. I mean, somebody might, you might get people that actually listen to us and think it's a comedy show and a load of lies. The point is, all, all we do is everything we put out there is information. And if you really want to have a look and you want to have a bigger laugh, go chase it up. And I'm sure that it will knock a smile off your face when you do. Yeah. This is one of the points I was uh, talking to Marty on before you came in. I said that because of what's happened now, because they've they flipped everything now from the Russia-Ukraine thing, they've now flipped it to Israel-Hamas and you know the Middle East going up in flames. So now what's happened because of the agenda flip, they flipped it around again. And so it's interesting. I'm watching the uh, not the mainstream media. That's bad enough. That's a clown show in and of itself. To your earlier point and to Mr. Kalakuzik's point, it's it's a joke. Well, but yeah, you can't the alternative. actually. I mean, some of the stuff that you will actually see on videos, question it. Yes. Question, question the time frame. Some of it might not be actually on what's happening now. It might have been old footage. Mm hmm. If you're not sure about something, just gather around and get somebody who goes, well, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Well, what's important for us to do, yeah, what's important for us to do is we need to thread the needle, for lack of a better analogy at the moment, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, we need to thread the needle here. We need to make sure that we get through this. We need to make sure that that we're, we're seeing things clearly because I'm watching the alternatives right? Not, not the mainstream. That, Like I said, that's bad enough in and of itself. But I'm watching the alternatives. And now that agenda has been flipped back around and now they don't know what to do. They're running around now. It looks like they're doing damage control, making complete asshats out of themselves because yeah. they don't know how to respond to this because they don't understand what's going on. They're talking about things they don't have any idea about, which is... Their big failing, their big failing yeah. could be that they are starting and they're still taking the people for granted. Yes. Yeah. And the longer and they do that, it could work in our favor. It could. Yeah, it, it certainly could. Because we, like I said, we've got to thread this needle and we've got to be able to, to see through to the other side. And we, we need to actually see what's going on. And these people don't have any clue what's going on. They don't have the first idea of, about what's going on. They're just because doing the opposite the, the of what people, the mainstream. The media, the media people, I mean, if, if, if you listen to, if you, if, if, if you were actually able to go over the last three or four years, well, go year back, year back, year back, and you managed to look at what the media was feeding you, it is a bit of comedy of errors. And you get to the point where you, you look at the actual media and go, 
they're saying anything. Someone's telling them to say anything. And when you get to a point where they will just go from a script and they're not going for knowledge, they're not going from experience, they're losing it. They've lost it. They cannot respond like proper um, intuitive reporters now. They can't do it. Well, the, the, well, I don't. I don't think that that uh, again. They can't comprehend as as you're saying. They can't quite understand what's going on now. So they're just trying to do the best they can, but they can't. Is is my point? Because yeah, for the last three years, to to your point there, for the last three years, it was a comedy show with the mainstream media. So these alternative quote alternative groups got popular because they were doing and making fun of everything that the mainstream media was telling everybody to do. Now that they flipped everything back around, they can't be against them anymore because they're against something that they're against. Do you see how this works? Yeah. So now they don't know what to do. And it's chaos. they're just, yeah, it's it's absolute chaos. And I'm like, you need to you need to pay attention to what these these sources you're looking at. You need to pay attention to what they're telling you, because this whole agenda is going to get flipped again. I said, I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but they're going to flip it around again. And they did. Now with this Israel yeah. thing, you've got left wing politicians. You've got labor politicians in the UK. You've got social Democrat politicians in mainland Europe, in Germany, in France, and in in, uh, in the Netherlands. You've got Democrat politicians in America that are now saying, we have to support Israel, when they've always supported the Palestinian side of things. Always. And now the alternatives, again, they don't know what... I'm just, I'm just describing. I'm not saying... It's actually showing the people how easy a person within politics will go with what there is to do or what they're told. Yes. They will switch sides easily. And that is somebody you cannot trust. And that's the problem. You cannot trust any of them. But you need no. to. We're at a time where, because they're flipping, we might be able to push back a bit for, you know, within our own country. Because they are, as much as anything else, they're still frightened of losing office because they've been told to stay there. Yes, that right there is what they're afraid of. Because, I mean, what else could a politician do? Let's take... Um, who do we have? Let's take Boris Johnson, right? If Boris Johnson wasn't a politician, what could he do besides write from the That's evening standard? Stand up comedy. Stand up comedy. <laughs> Good, yeah. If Rishi Sunak was not a politician, what could he do? Um, have a corner, have a corner shop on the end of a road. Yeah. That's probably about it. If Matt Hancock was not a politician, what could he do? The answer is nothing. No, nobody like him. He's Billy No Mates. He would be nowhere. Yeah, that's he, my point. If, he, he, if Jarhead, he is the, per the person. You, oh, if slap if, if Sajid Javid was not a politician, what could he do? The answer is nothing. No, of course. I mean, anybody with that attitude, where they say, "Well, that's your point of view," even to uh, a doctor or somebody that's a specialist in their field. And then go. That's your point of view, you know. And we think it's this way, and we have the experts and whatever. And just it's it, and, and that is what they were doing. They they actually were saying point blank in people's faces that had these jobs, you know. And and no, they they have no friends. They will never have any friends. They really probably don't care if they have any friends. They probably do now when they're out of office. They probably thought they had, but if you go out of favour, you're gone. It's the same. It's it's like I mean I I I keep spouting his name. I do appreciate what he's done. Andrew Bridgeton. He thought when he stood up originally to actually say the truth within Parliament, there would be some people who stood by him, and he was wrong. He's been in there for what thirteen years or plus. Yeah, and, and I had, they I had all they all scarpered. They yeah. all scarpered. Well, you saw and how that. he was getting ridiculed when he spoke out a couple of weeks ago in Parliament. Oh, they that's were... that's uh, that's yeah. because I mean, I mean, they realised that this guy wasn't backed down, so they started to really openly heckle him. Whereas before, they thought, well, we'll all move out, leave him there standing just about by himself, except for a couple, and he can have his say. Nobody will take it serious, and then he'll just go away. But he didn't. Now they had to openly heckle him. They had to take him into an office and say, look. It's not going to happen. No matter what you say, whether it's the truth or not, it's not going to happen. And <laughs> what's the answer to that? And they, they they are trying to break his will, tear him down. And that's something we cannot afford to do. No, we can't afford to no. Do. They just want him to, to quit. They just want him to give up and, and just go away because they don't have anything else on him. So I'll tell you who I do want to go away. Trudeau. <laughs> We've been wanting that one since um, um, I, I think I since you, I, before I, I, COVID, I, wasn't it? I, I tell you what, if you um every now and then I, I flick over there just to see what's happening, and he was in Parliament the other day, and he was standing up and answering, and you know Freeland, she was sitting next to him, and guess what she did? 
Uh, she, she did opened, her little thing and flipped her hair no, like she always does. She opened a newspaper while he was talking and started to read it. Well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> As if, for, for, <laughs> I, I tell you what, okay, when that well, sort of thing happens on your I'll own bench, you, that you means that you might be going out the window. That, or she's already told him what he's supposed to say for the day, and, <laughs> and she she doesn't need to listen. Yeah, uh, I mean, I went, whoa, that is one hell of a good caption. But no, it was very interesting. You see, the biggest, you see, the Canadians got, well, they're coming up for elections again. He's such an idiot. He went over to India, shook the hand of India, Tried to tell them, like he told Italy, who told him a bugger off, how they should behave within their own communities and back this extremes of whatever, whatever. And India went, well, no. Yeah. So he didn't get anywhere. And when he went back, what did he do? Somebody pressed his button and said, right, puppet, stand up. Some Kalistani got himself killed. So he went and blamed India, didn't he? He went and he started a big diplomatic problem. India went, don't come here. Unless you got the truth, you've had information from us, la la la. And he went and he went to the UK. He spoke to the UK. He spoke to New Zealand, Australia, America. The Five Eyes looking for backup. And what happens? Another Kalistani gets killed. Another Kalistani leader, and it's claimed by one of the oppositions. Does he stand up? Does he stand up and say anything that is wrong about it? No. no. He remains silent. Why? Because he's a political. I'm not going to say something. He's a hack, <laughs> is what he is. He's a hack. So, so he's Correct doing that. Correct me if I'm wrong. That... Canada is part of the Commonwealth. Can't you guys do something to get rid of him? Is there like some some old law or decree or something that's in there that goes back like five centuries or two centuries or something? Do you, do you, you know? Do you know what? You know what requires to be done. One of the biggest sanatoriums where we put all these nutcases from the heads of governments into, so they can play their little games. Yeah, and not get day released. I was going to say Westminster. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose we could lock the doors on that and shove just everybody shut the from the doors, world yeah, in there. Just park one of those yeah. those ridiculous electric buses in London in front of the doors and let them have it out in there. But um, yeah, so and then but then you look at the um, because we're coming up for elections. Guess who's promised to back Trudeau in the government? The Calistanis. Um, oh, really? Yeah. How does that work? Well, because he's shouted at India. Yeah. For them. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. So they're yeah. backing him now. Okay, got it. Yeah, got so it. they're backing him in Parliament now. They're saying, we've got your back, mate. I ain't, Come on, Canada. It's transparent. Get rid of this idiot. I don't think he's actually supposed to be in there because he's they're, yeah, they're, well, it's, it's not a matter of he's unfit, unfit. I think that if you were to go back and look at the election, this last election that they had in Canada, oh, where he got yes. reelected, there was a lot of fraud that, that was, was involved dodgy. there. Yes. And a lot of the yeah, a lot of the auditors and things that were going in were saying, uh, wait a minute, this is an error. There's a lot of discrepancies here. And the Liberal Party, which I believe is is his party, they all shut it down. They shut it all down. Uh it was it was a legal nightmare. It turned into a litigation nightmare. So yeah, I don't think he's actually supposed to be there, to be fair. Is Biden meant to be there? No, he's not supposed to be there either. Uh, and Sunak, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Sunak before. Sunak's unelected, you know, the, yeah. because of the whole uh, Boris Johnson and then Truss and then who was the shortest lived prime minister in, in UK history. And now you got I, I'm Sunak. Still, I, I still can't find out whether she's got a pension for being there. <laughs> Yeah, she probably does. Uh, but anyway, Sunak, Marty was telling me in, uh, before we started with prep, he was saying that Sunak was giving an interview and the interviewer asked him, don't you think that we need to have a general election since you're not actually elected? And Sunak said, well, no, that's not what the people want. The interviewer says, well, you're doing things you that asked? don't have a mandate. So if the voters aren't mandating the things that you're doing, then you probably need to have an election to so, you know, so the voters can have their say. They so can see whether they agree. Yes. Exactly. And the, of course, the problem you run into is if you have a general right now, I believe that you guys, because you only have two options like the U.S., because we're just insane, that you're going to end up with uh, a labor government and you're going to be dumping yeah. jet fuel on an already I, I, out of control well, wildfire. I, I, actually, I actually do believe, well, definitely after I have my say later on. No, <laughs> because I, I'm going to save the UK till last because our lot have so upset me. You see, you get, I've obviously been jumping around because of all these elections. New Zealand's having an election, yeah? Now, something happened the day before the election, something unusual, right? Now, there's a party out there called the ACT Party. It's the Association of Consumers and Taxpayers, yeah? Well, apparently, yeah, 
one of the AMPs. It's a great name for a party, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. One of the MPs, who's the only registered specialist poultry veterinarian in New Zealand. Well, it's not yeah. exactly the biggest country in the world, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's the only one. He went and died the day before the election of his constituency. And I'll give you a quote. I'll give uh -huh. you a quote. It's unusual for a candidate to pass away before an election day. <laughs> I can't find out. I cannot find out any press release of what he died from. <laughs> All I know is that he's gone. <laughs> Did they swab him for COVID? <laughs> There's nothing out there to say how everybody sends their condolences, but he's dead. <laughs> and I, I, I give it, that's very strange. But there is something, because I was looking around in New Zealand, and this was just a side piece. Um, New Zealanders, you know, I've obviously said, and what we don't know, it's like in the UK, it's like in America, how many of the population actually know what your Bill of Rights or your Constitution actually says? Well, first of all, Ned, you have to get people to be willing to read it. That's the first exactly. thing. Yeah. So unless we tell them, I mean, because I, I obviously I got very interested, obviously, in the Constitution of America because it was written by some clever people. And um, we've got our own one. And then New Zealand had a Bill of Rights, their, their Bill of Rights Act in 1990. It's called the Freedom of Expression. Look up Section 14. Yeah. And it says which you might be surprised, especially when that git that was in Victoria depended to sent his boys out to pepper spray and beat people. It says everyone has the right to freedom of expression, including the freedom to seek, receive and impart information and opinions of any kind in any form. Right. And that correct me if I'm wrong, but that that almost sounds like free speech. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you're just protesting and a copper comes up to you whatever and he wants to forcibly remove you and you're doing a peaceful protest or whatever i am sure you could sue him get his number and then go all the way up the line start with him and he might say well my boss told me to do this well that doesn't make you a good copper that means you should be gone and if you can do this you obviously don't like your family whatever because you might lose your job so we're living in a, in, a, in a time where the moral compass has gone out the window. These bills and acts were made for the people who actually generate the money to pay for these gits. It is your money, people. It is your voice that keeps them in, and it's your voice that gets them out. And it's about time it was used correctly in the millions. Um, something I found interesting about India. I always find something interesting about India. Does it have anything to do with Trudeau? Because I think you've already talked about no, it. No, no, okay. no, no. Does it have to do with China? They're dear neighbors to the north no, there. No, no. This no? has to do with a law that they have. Okay. All right. They have a law that allows a company to take out a patent to make a drug stroke medicine if a Western company charges too much. So when a company creates a product and sells it at extortionate prices in India... They can replicate that and ignore the patent from the main company. I like it. Yeah, which I believe should be correct everywhere. Yes. This sort of thing should be taken on. If corporate companies abuse their right and make the charges silly above and beyond, you should go, that nullifies your patent. Well, this I think you can trace this back to a situation we dealt with under COVID with, uh, um, what was it, ivermectin. Uh, yeah. If you look at ivermectin, if you buy it in, if a country buys it in bulk, then you can get it for less than one cent per dose. So that's less than a penny per dose. Now, if you were to, I don't know, for example, uh, because the, the drug, by the way, it used to be a prescription, but it's off patent now. You know, like you're talking about, it's off patent. So yeah. it's a generic form. So you can pick it up or you can pick up a full regiment for, I don't know, I think it's what, what is it like uh, three to $15 or whatever it is, which is, I mean, that's nothing. You can buy it over the counter in most places, but, yeah, but because of COVID. Yeah, but should do this. Yes, I agree with you. And the, well, the yeah, but the, the issue I, I bring to that is um, the, the reason that we ran into that problem is because Fauci and company had all that stuff pulled. And there was a massive media mis- and disinformation campaign that was put out to say, oh, well, that's horse dewormer, that doesn't work, and it's been proven not to work. And they paid a whole bunch of hack scientists to write papers to say it didn't work when we were presenting nothing but the the opposite of that. Was, it, and was then, there something called hydroxychloroquine as well or something? There was like that, that one. Again, another drug that's off patent. Do you actually know what – actually, do you know there is – 
a lot of science coming out. There's something else I was looking into. I'll need to talk about it in future. And it's to do with parasitology. And it's to do with, obviously, um, the biology of our own system and stuff like that. And ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine or whatever it's called. And there's a list of them. And they, they're anti-parasitical stuff. Yes. And yes. that is one of the reasons they worked. But unless you know how to cycle it properly, you won't get the whole benefits. Yes, there but was the a regimen need... to it, yeah. Yeah, and that is why they work. And it is a really interesting bit to it, but there's 101,000 things buzzing around in my head. Well, they demonized and, these um, drugs for what you were talking about. They, they demonized these drugs because they were, by comparison, they were pennies. Anybody could afford them. Even if somebody had next to no money, the idea wasn't the, the, the idea wasn't, I mean, there was, they weren't putting a cure out themselves. They were putting out something that was detrimental. So they didn't yeah. want anything that could have half a chance of keeping you stable. Well, that and well, they wanted you obviously to take the uh, the jabs, but they also wanted to introduce their treatment protocol. So, for example, remdesivir that was one, and Fauci made a ton of money off of that, uh, and that actually ended up causing renal failure. They also wanted to push uh, monopolivir or something like that. I can't. I, I'm kind of misquoting it, maybe I guess. And then Paxlovid. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then Paxlovid from from Pfizer that was theirs. But once those came out, when these regimens came out, these were going for thousands of dollars yep. for a whole workup of that stuff, as opposed to you know, three, like I said, three to fifteen dollars. You know, an actual quote came out because somebody raised this point about India, and do you know what the as a as a quote from the actual um, pharmaceutical side was basically we didn't create these drugs for anyone except for the western world who could afford them well yeah because we have the most money to pay them that's why <laughs> and you're giving it well that's 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 honest honest uh, uh, oh i just uh it's honesty but it's just so corrupt and they they think they can actually just say that and get away with it and they are they are and th th that is the heinous crime of it all well, did you see but, who got the uh, the Nobel Prize for the the mRNA jabs over the weekend? The two oh, two science developers for it. Yeah, I heard about that. But mm -hmm. hey, if Obama can get the Peace Prize, anybody for doing can nothing get now. Yeah, for he, doing he totally he, he totally the Nobel Prize has become worthless. Indeed, when they gave it to Obama, and then the, I think the next go around they gave it to the European Union. What the hell did they do? I don't know. Von der Leyen should have um, a set of trophies. Oh, she, yeah, she's probably got her own trophy case there in, <laughs> in her in her whatever she's got there. She she is one piece of work. But um, yeah, do I get to talk about the UK? You go on. You go on. Unload with both barrels. I will shut up now. Right. Who am I going to start with? Who who are we talking about? Um, to begin with. Ah, yes. So it's begun, people. Do you know um, this energy law and everything This that has been coming out from the UK? Mm. Well, the banks are now here not allowing mortgages on so-called energy-efficient homes. <laughs> They're not... Hold on a minute. They're not allowing mortgages on energy-efficient homes? So they actually... They have the efficiency... Energy... Oh, inefficient. 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 Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. So, all right. I understand. So basically, this, this, this raises a couple of questions in my head, right? So when... Rishi Sunak says the people should not be saddled with the cost of net zero. And he goes and uses that car thing and pushes that back five years. Yeah. What's this then? So are the government now going to back that up by saying, we know your home's inefficient, but we'll give you like for like, and we'll put you in a, an efficient one. If you're three bedroom, we'll put you in a, an efficient one. And we could use your taxpayers' money to pay the difference. Because that's what you should do, Sunak. You mouth, back it up. It is taxpayers' money. So, yeah, if you're saying they can't have a mortgage, pay the difference. Yeah? Either bring that home up to standard or put them in one that is. Here's here's the problem. Okay, so these new energy standards that you've brought up before, and we, we have discussed them before, these new energy standards, and, and I've said this before, that um, very shortly, and when I say very shortly, I'm, I'm talking about in the next few years here, uh, your government, no matter where you're from in the West, whether you're in Australia, New Zealand, uh, the EU, UK, the United States, whatever, Canada, whatever, your governments are going to send you a letter, and they're going to tell you that you're going to have to make some improvements to your home. Oh, we know and that these, already. Yes, yes. These improvements are going to have to be made by the year, I believe it's 2032. 
And if you don't, then they are going to levy very heavy fines against you until you are forced to sell. Sell out of it. But the yes. thing is, with this bank thing, right? If you are already in an energy efficient home by whatever standard it is, because it is in that standard and it does go from A to G, and we are supposed to be at E as it is at present, and it's supposed to go up and up as the years go on to A eventually, which is supposed to be carbon-free. Which is A impossible. is 2050. That's the target. So 2032 to 2050 is you're supposed to go to an you, you, A rating. You'll be going through D, C, yes. B, Well, I just, had, I just had some things done, as you well know. God, it was horrible. But this is officially, where I'm at now, is officially classed as energy rating B. So right now, I am at 2032 standards. Right now. You know what I would do? I'll sell the house and go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, here, here's the issue. If I wanted to do uh, the A rating, okay, so if I wanted to go from where I am now, which is officially, it's it's officially licensed by the government now as B, right? So I've hit all the marks, right? All the EU marks, I've hit all of them. If I wanted to go to A, it would not be cost effective. I would literally have to go around, listen to what I would have to do. I would have to replace every window. I've replaced all the upstairs windows. I would have to replace every other window in the house. And then I would have to have the outside insulation stripped off and mm -hmm. completely redone everything. Mm -hmm. You have to rebuild your house. More or less, yes. We're basically, we're talking about any structure that is standing currently would have to go through these, these quote, improvements, and it would exceed the cost of the actual property itself or what you could even sell it for. Case in point, yeah, had a chimney sweep around today, yeah? And the chimney sweep obviously had to go up in the in the top there and you know do the whole inspection and everything in the chimney. Mm -hmm. As they were up there, they came back down and they said, we have a really nice roof. I said, well, I should hope so. It just got done. <laughs> and they said, the uh, the customers that, that I have, they don't have anything like this. Well, what does that tell you? That means that all oh, yeah. those people are going to have to make all those changes. Yeah, but the one thing those energy bills have left out, which is going to catch everybody, is that houses have lifetimes. Windows have lifetimes. Roofs have lifetimes. By the time you do all this stuff to get to 2050, everything will need replacing again. So it is pointless. It is stupid. This is why the mortgage market was designed. Well, this is it. You see, if, if you think about it, in this country, it was mortgage was basically you could get a house because it was three times your wage. Now it's nine times your wage. They've priced the people out of the market. So now it is time to scream. If they want you to have whatever, you might as well say, it's my taxpayer's money. The government better stand up to this. Because even if you spend your money, by the time they put all these ratings in by such and such a date, everything is going to be worn out anyway. And they're going to say, sorry, forgot to tell you that. You know, that was a slip, by the way. Um, we've got a nice little 200 foot by whatever. We've got 200 square foot of little cuboid for you to live in. And you wonder, that, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. That, well, that's assuming you'd actually be privileged enough to get that. Because if you read the original, uh, what we call now the, the Agenda 20, uh, 2030 and then 2050, if you read the original Agenda 21 that was fostered from the, no pun intended, Marty, from the... Uh, uh, the climate summit from Maurice Strong that Melissa and I talked about a couple of weeks ago. If you read that, it specifically says in that document, which is over a thousand pages, I might add, that you will have no larger than a 250 square foot domicile only if you are a well-to-do, they don't describe what well-to-do is, well-to-do family of four. Socially agreeable. <laughs> yes, as long as you agree with it, yeah. Well-to-do yeah, family so, of four, but they don't tell so you what well-to-do is. They haven't told you that if you throw your money at it, it's not going to be enough no matter what it is, unless you've got the biggest pool of money or whatever, and they will not do their own, because they will still have these silly laws for themselves if they've got these grade B, grade whatever place and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the government money to upgrade this. They'll use your taxpayers' money to upgrade it. And they'll use, and you won't be allowed to have taxpayers' money for your own little home, your own little... Well, right now you can because I, there, some of that paperwork was filled out, I assure you. So I, I didn't yeah. do all of that stuff. Well, so. I tell you what, on the, on the sneaky side, people are getting the phone calls of, hello, this is such and such company. We do free inspections to check that your house is up to energy efficiency and we can help you get or give you information about government grants, i.e. we're going around making a list and giving it to the government 
of your house. And they will say, this house is not up to standards. <laughs> this house is not up to standards. You need and to go and have seize the list this property. Yeah. Everybody, and they'll go, and then you'll get the, oh, we understand you did da, 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 dot, dot, dot. And you'll give it, how do you know that? And you'll give it, well, you let that git in through your front door. And that is how they're doing it. So get it right, Rishi. Don't sell your people out. Oh, hang on. Are you going to do that? That was the Conservative Party because they're in. Now, due to the elections, the Labour Party have been having conferences too. And there was something going on the other day outside. There were a load of women having a protest because they believed that the Labour Party are failing to take a firm enough stand on women's rights. So it's irony, but have they forgotten about you once the women's movement has been used to put the horrible man that was blamed for everything in his place? And now you've been used and forgotten about. And the only thing that seems to be shouted about are these, um, what do they call them? Minorities or... But anyway, they were having a protest, as rightly they should. But the police had to put a barricade up because there turned up an opposing party. Well, I don't know whether they were opposing, but they were shouting some nasty swear words. And they also shouted, and you'll guess from what they said here, they were saying turf. And they were screaming at the women and calling them TERFs. And we all know what TERF means, don't we? That's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So if you're an ordinary female, you're a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Okay, um, I, I was actually, when you said TERF, I immediately thought, as in like the ground that you're occupying, you know, that's your term. No, 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 that's, no, no. this is T-E-R-F. That's the old term, okay, And actually, actually, some of them are fat, shouting, you TERFs get off our TERF. Wow. As in your bit of green. Wow. We are really in, <laughs> in clown world, aren't we? This is ridiculous. So they were being booed, shouted down, and they the women were trying to make speeches about their rights and everything. And these trans movement were there. I wonder if anybody paid them to be there or whatever. But they were up there and the police put a barricade up and I'm, let I'm the curious. party continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Has anybody called out the, uh, again, the uh, the 900-pound elephant in the room to realize that um, men have taken over the feminist movement? <laughs> I'm, I'm, ju I'm just throwing that out there, right? Has yes. anybody picked up uh, on that uh, yet? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Each movement within, the people don't understand, but every time there's a movement against something and there's funding for it or there's people backing you from the shadows, there is an agenda. And I think finally... Both sides of the mass of the population have been used. That means the, okay, let's call ourselves binary men. The binary men have been put down and they're the ones that don't have to be told if they don't get a job. Yes, let's put these bastards in their place because they've created everything from day one and everything bad in the world is their fault. Yep, yeah, fine. There you go. You've got us. Yeah, fine. Use any excuse so you've put us in our place. But now the other half of the human race is being ignored. The other half of the story, the binary human race, is now being ignored because they've been used and abused and pushed and pumped up to get their movement going. And like I said, no matter what man has been accused of, okay, society, because there was two parts of a race and we are half each of it and we need each other in one way or another, we are half of one. One would be, say, maybe more equal than the other, whichever way it came. And because nature gave you the wonderful ability to be mothers and give birth, the other was the protector and it came that way. And this comes from the fundamental things of basic survival. And then, yeah, politically, maybe it got out of hand and one took over and said, yeah, whatever, you've got your place. But knowing that and knowing how toxic, if you like that word, it became, the other half of the human race then put the other half down, knowingly, that that sort of thing is toxic. We have kicked ourselves in the teeth on both sides, right? And now we're both being ignored. But the only thing we've got in our favor is we are still the majority. So if you've been ignored by your so-called Labour Party, if you've been so ignored by whatever political party, vote them out. Don't vote for them. Vote for somebody else. Take from them what they think they have. Because... One thing that happened at that lovely Labour Party conference, there was a chap called, he's in charge of one of the unions. You know the equity union? 
You know, the I was going to say the, the only actors. union. Uh, yes, I do. I was going to say one of the only union uh, oh, oh, guys I, I know what his name yeah, is. was um, one of the Miliband it, brothers. No, they're they're union guys from somewhere else, wasn't it? Um, uh, God, uh, Paul Fleming. Paul Fleming, chief of the okay. Actors Union of Equ uh, Equity Union. Now, this is what he said. Apparently, an attack on a trade union of any sort is racist because they have black comrades, trans comrades, women comrades. So they included you and the other marginalized communities. Used, hold on. He's actually using the word comrade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> they, they do in this uh -huh. country. So basically, as far as I'm concerned, that is the penultimate destructive speech. Because what he's saying is, I can't speak about the ordinary people. I can only speak about the marginalized people because it's not political and I don't want to be politically pointed at. Yeah. So... As far as I'm concerned, he's basically saying that, hang on, how many people within all these unions are ordinary people? How many people pay union dues? And he's not willing to actually bring you all into his speech and say that you're all equal. Last he, I checked, he's trying to mention you. Yeah, last so I guess checked, what? Everyone A bit of advice. Union. Stop paying your dues. Vote them out. Because one thing is for sure, in this country, it was the leaders of the unions that brought them to their knees because they allowed it to get so chaotic under one reason. If there was a strike or if there wasn't a strike, the union leaders always got paid. So he could be standing on that line with you. You could be starving, freezing or whatever. He still got paid. And when all these unions went out the window, including the miners' union and that, Scargill still had, because it was written in an agreement, he had cars and property still being paid. They don't care for you. If they're still getting money and they're not being equal to you in everything that they say they believe in, comrade, well, it is time to say, right, I'm voting you out. You're not having the money. Ta-ta, goodbye. That's your unions. That's whoever's in political move, whatever start applying the pressure and i tell you what the, the labor movement are totally cuckoo i don't know how honestly to your point there i don't know how on that that exact point right there i don't know how people could vote them in i i don't know how 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 every on time earth look, i mean could you do that? i mean every time they have come in i mean we have swung this pendulum in so many times it is like i've always said it's what they don't argue about. There's always an agenda between the two parties. And it seems like, let's get in, says Labour, and they always do the same thing. Let's get in, conservative. they want to keep the numbers off the street. It's always about, oh, the unemployed or whatever. So they ramped up the educational system and made everybody pay for it. They made all these wonderful jobs and made taxpayers pay for it. And then it got to a point where the Labour Party said, well, all the money's gone. Yeah, you can come into office. Somebody can sort the shit out. And then you had to try and do it. So it was always this pendulum swing between Labour and Conservative. It was like it was an endless game they were prepared to play at the expense of the taxpayer. And that is what it's been. And it, you've got a wake-up call now because they're trying to take your livelihoods and everything you own away. Taxpayers' money means taxpayers' money. And that is what pays for them. It's quite interesting. A lot of people in Canada are saying... Trudeau has been going on holiday and he uses taxpayers' money to go on holiday. He certainly does. I mean, how, you see, this is it. How much of taxpayers' money actually goes into the sinkhole of governments? You know what? It, to your point there about uh, Trudeau using taxpayers' money to go on holiday, yeah, that's, that, is, that is the case. I mean, we've been watching some of these vacations he's taken. But if you go back to the Obamas, the, the time that they were in the White House, I mean, the, these people spent, I want to say like $10 million on some of their vacations. Uh, they went to Hawaii one year for Christmas, and that was over $10 million. That was just money that was spent. That's not including all the Secret Service and everything else and the entourages. And, the entourages, and, yeah. Yeah, right. and the, the nine-mile caravans that they have to take. And, you see, in the, and, in the UK, they have expenses. Although they have a good wage, they also get expenses. They are paid out of taxpayers' money. Nothing but ta they are supposed to be stewards of the country, and we're supposed to work and put our trust in them that they govern the country and make sure things are right for us. They are now taking your homes away. They're taking everything you have away. But the banks now saying you can't have a mortgage. If 
you've got a house and you, the chances are, if you've got a house now, it is not up to the energy standard. So it's not that they can't buy your house. You can't sell it. Oh, you can't sell you, it. You, you haven't got it. the right. Yeah. You can sell it to them at bargain basement prices. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. I'll have a shed in the middle of a well. I'll have a goat shed in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it's preferable actually. Sometimes I was getting ready to say it could be could be kind of preferable. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but goats actually thing, provide. You know, they they give you something. Goats back. are awesome. Yeah. Goats are yeah, awesome. They're great. Everything that comes from a goat is healthy. Yep. Yeah. They are wonderful creatures. So well, that's that would be self sufficiency, Ned. And we can't have self sufficiency. We we can't talk about that because you need. Do you know to what goats dependent. like to really eat? The goats like nettle uh, grass. Nettle patches. Nettles, yeah, they love nettles. Yeah, that's true. They love, they love nettles. Um, oh, they're an awesome creature. Goats are really awesome. One good thing came out of the UK. Go on. It can it concerns Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates and good don't go together, but I'm I'm curious now. Go ahead. Well, um, the company chairman, he invested um, uh, quite a bit of money in a thing called Terra Power, didn't he? Nuclear oh, yes, that's so. his nuclear company, yes. Yeah, guess what? The shortlist has come out for the six companies that are shortlisted for the UK. He's not on it. <laughs> oh, dear. How sad. Never mind, to quote Marty Foster. <laughs> He's not on it. And I went, whoa, hey. <laughs> that tickled me. That tickled me. That really did tickle me. Bill Gates, bog off. That doesn't mean buy one, get one free. That means bog off. But yeah. He's he's basically I'm actually, the shortlist. I'm I'm kind of surprised at that because he has been hanging around quite a bit with uh, young oh, William yes. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, William's got his own problems. He certainly does. <laughs> but uh, he did take a uh, he did take a dinner one night at uh, I believe it was at Windsor Castle. Uh, it was a private dinner with uh, with John Kerry and Her Majesty when she was still alive, and Charles and, and everybody else. Charles, you get you 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 associate too close with slime. It eventually rubs off. Well, that's they true. They don't yeah. need to be too close to that. He is he's he the is sort smart. of man that if you <laughs> shook, shook his hand, it would be like a cold lettuce. He's just, <laughs> ugh, you know? It'd be that just, lettuce ugh. that's kind of hanging out on the store yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that lettuce is on its last legs, like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, no, please. He's just, no. He, he, oh. <laughs> yes, he's probably he's probably got genetically old lettuce genes. Well, he is trying to re-engineer lettuce for everybody, isn't he? <laughs> oh, don't don't with his go down genetic there. edible MRNA. vaccines or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> edible vaccines. He's he's the, terrible. The, 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 he is absolutely terrible. They've got to stop playing with this. Like I said on the last one, which. Um, I actually didn't see what you titled it. I was hoping you would title. title oh, it was it, um, uh, it was climate so, miseducation because we were yeah, talking about uh, the. Uh, the uh, that, that's such yeah. a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I, I I really wanted you to put CO two as a scapegoat as a title. No, oh, well that could yeah that could be a future one. So I have something here for you to the, to this point since you brought all this up and I'd, I'd almost forgotten about it. I told you I had a surprise for you in prep. Well, I think um, I talked you through it then. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. but this is this is good. You're going to like this. Okay, so. All these improvements that you're going to have to make to your homes, as you said, right? Mm -hmm. And they're taking away your livelihood and they're taking away your property and all that stuff. And I truly believe that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to property rights because when they come to take absolutely every possession you have, then you will get that slap in the face that you're talking about. Now, think about this one. We had COVID passports. Yes, we had the, the dawn of the COVID passport during the whole uh, pandemic, oh, right? Charade. Yeah, it was, a, it was a charade. Well, this is the next thing on the horizon. Carbon passports are oh, now yes. coming. Carbon passports, they're the uh, the next thing, right? This is a uh, a proposed digital ID that is uh, that is set to come on scene. A digital IG ID agenda is already on the horizon. Digital carbon passports are the next big proposal. Travel enthusiasts worldwide might have to face a drastic change in exploring international borders, with global warming triggering the implementation of carbon passports that could limit your access to intrepid travel. In a recently published report, who would have thought? Yeah, your carbon footprint is going to be too big. Now, these restrictions are called personal carbon allowances, right? The report says that they serve as uh, detriments compelling individuals to conform to the global carbon budget, right? So there's a, there's a global carbon budget here, you see. So it's I, I'm assuming it, mm -hmm. it's going to be like one of these exchange things. Imposed limitations uh, on yearly travel are anticipated as soon as 2040. 
right? Travelers might be forced to relinquish the horizon expansion privileges usually afforded by contemporary tourism. So those, those holidays, you just, you know, you wander off on. Yeah, contemporary but tourism, got, yeah. But the caveat is, if you have enough money, as Bill Gates says, and he said, oh, I can offset my carbon. Yes. Well, n- not only that, but uh, in the the EU side of things, the, the carbon thing that they did, you know, the uh, whatever it is, all the targets and everything you have to hit and you have to do like your home and, and all that stuff. And you have to be carbon neutral on your vehicles, you know, the EVs that don't work and you have to have the solar and the wind. Yachts are exempt. What? As long as they just use sails? Um, well, no, they can they can use they can belch out as much diesel smoke as they want. Drop um, as much shit in the ocean as well. Yes, they're exempt. They they don't they're not part of the. Um, because how much money do you have to have to own a yacht? Well, uh, you'd have to be the the Bill Gates type or the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio or the Tom Hanks. Yeah, you, you have Bezos. to have enough money to moor it, and you have to have yeah. enough money for people to actually man it for you. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, hmm. Okay, so the more you have the less responsible you have to be. That's right. Well, you see, Ned, these are the experts. We need these people. So they have to have those things. They, they have to have them. How do you think for? they're going to get to these places like Glasgow and, what, and, what and Egypt, we, these climate summits? Did you say you, Glasgow? Glasgow? Glasgow, excuse me, Glasgow. Glasgow, Glasgow, yeah. The, the okay. Scottish listeners have just well, 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 the, turned the, the us off. The worst thing you want is a Scotsman around your neck, I'll tell you that. Oh, now. yeah, they, they've just they've just canceled <laughs> us right now. Yeah, they, they've just turned us off. Pardon me, I'm, oh. a, I'm a colonial. I can't help it. So uh, this... Um, this forecasting agency called the Future Laboratory reports the highlights, the uh, alleged repercussions of the cl- of climate change on popular summer destinations like Greece and Mallorca, supposedly deemed too hot for humans. You see, do you remember you guys just got back from Greece? So the Greeks are not going to live there anymore. Apparently not. No. Well, yeah, but see, it's too hot for you to go there, right? They can live there, but it's too hot for you to go there. Ah, but you were we there. So if we don't go there, the Greeks won't go to a lot of the islands because they're only seasonal work. So those islands will be up for grabs for somebody who could just buy it for tuppence. Uh, yeah, like Prince Charles or something. You know, you could just go Black snatch Rock. up one of them. Yeah, Black Rock, State Street, Vanguard, any of those those uh, mm, lovely places. Yeah. But you guys had just gone out to the Greek Isles and you were have islands and you were having a great time and you came back and I asked if you succumbed to any heat exhaustion, heat stroke, anything lovely. like that. And I remember playing those clips of the BBC talking about just how the how god awful and apocalyptic it was from the heat it's, and the you know the people that were just they were there they were fanning themselves and they couldn't they couldn't get they couldn't get hydrated enough and and they were the red cross was there passing out bottles you know, of if water if you're on these islands yeah you have to walk up steep hills so that would intensify the heat normally but we are humans we know how to expire we know how to um drink water we know how to go for a nice cool swim in the sea come out get a suntan whatever by walking around have a meal under shade go out run around do whatever no it's normal and it was lovely. And it was, oh, I must admit, did it get up to 30 degrees? I don't know. But the thing is, where they want to measure it, this is what gets me, yeah? On one of those not- films you showed, they said, and this is where it takes the piss, and this is when they said, the Red Cross is here handing out water. Shouldn't you be in somewhere like a third world country or a combat zone looking after those who really need it? Or are you just spending the money of the people that have funded you wrongly? You're abusing charity. I mean, I'll tell you what's on the tellies now, which really upsets me. All these charities, especially things like um, the British Heart Foundation, who backed COVID, are saying, leave us in your will. We can do so much for the future of people. Excuse me? Yeah. Leave us your estate. Are you kidding me? Mom? Wow. If the cats don't get it, the British Foundation, the Heart Foundation Heart will. Heart Foundation, yeah. Does that come so, with a uh, does that come with a 13-year-old collapsing on a pitch? <laughs> that used to. The used advert, to, yeah. It? Yeah, it did. That was one day, One day we will solve this. No, you've actually allowed it to happen. You've caused it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible so, yeah, how no, that, that, it. There is no debts that the British Heart Foundation isn't sinking to. And... All the cancer research people will be getting loads of funding because, hang on, cancer's on the up since the last few years. I wonder what that is. Yeah, All I manner wonder. of them. I want. I'll tell you what, your armed forces is suffering big style from cancers. Oh, yes. I, well, not only that, but well, I, yeah, this would go to the same thing. I, as, as I was uh, saying a while back, one in eight in our enlisted men is either dead or permanently disabled. And our officers is, are one in nine. 
the thing is, it's or no, usually, that's the other way around. I'm you, sorry. Usually, it's one, one in eight in the officers and one in nine. Usually, in the they, you get one cancer. Yes. People are getting multiples. Yes. Now, hang on. What is that pointing at? I wonder. Genetic Why alterations, it, no, cell manipulation. I've got a lot. I tell you what, I, there's something really interesting, like I said, about parasitology, about the human body and stuff like that. And actually, trying to weed through it from the science and what you would call the extremists, because some of them have got some really crazy ideas. But some of the it, some of the biology is really interesting, and I'm just trying to weed myself through it between teaching myself chemistry, environmental sciences, and biology A level. It's just wow, interesting. Because it, it's not a matter of whether you know or not. Because when I went through the educational system, like a lot of people many years ago, it's going trying to stay with what they are being taught now, you know, and going with it to understand what they're being taught and it's it's a bit of a mind bender but yeah hey ho but on that point it's um i suppose it's time to go isn't it it is time to go yes we uh we ran over by a few minutes but that's okay we will see you later on in the week we will go ahead and we will call this one done it's been a great conversation my friend thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone and have a great evening good night all